The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. There's $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tyler Jenkins. Joined with their host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good here. We're getting, getting to the uh, dog days of summer here. End of August, you think it might be a little bit cooler out. But no, still 90 degrees, still humid as all hell over the weekend here in Philadelphia. So that was fun to sweat through. I'm missing sweating on some uh, hockey hockey bets, some some late Vegas Golden Knights overs. So maybe we'll get into talking about that today in our uh, Pacific Division preview. Well, I had a hot weekend too, but uh, it wasn't the temperature. It was my Ooh-hoo. fucking bets, starting with week zero in college football, nine three and one. Of course, the one, the push yeah. was uh, the bet I gave out on uh, the last episode there, 144 in uh, Illinois, Wyoming. Illinois scored 38 points. Wyoming scored six. So uh, we know who to blame for that one. Uh, yeah, and then uh, F1, 5-0 and there, 4-0 in the matchups. And then uh, good old Max Verstappen, plus 175. Uh, came back from 14th on the grid to win it all easily. Like, he was comfortably winning with, like, 20 laps. He's in. so sick. <laughs> he's so dominant. It's unfair now. He's like the uh, like the Bayern Munich of uh, F1 there. Uh, it's it's too easy. You can put him 14 spots back. He's still going to be uh, cruising by uh, lap 20. But, uh, yeah, and then also golf, too. Like, uh, nothing going on Sunday afternoon. So I'm like, hey, what the fuck's going on in the FedEx Championship uh, final round? And turns out Roy was like plus 130 or so. So I'm like, okay, I'll take some Roy, whatever he's been playing well and, and then he overtakes scotty shuffler to continue to uh choke his lead away because that's how it works right they get like a, a minus eight or minus ten advantage going into the uh the playoffs there or the final round of the playoffs yeah exactly then they leaves it up yeah, yeah. leaves it up uh but both guys had had a great season um and uh yeah rory just made a few clutch putts at the end like uh unlike the the open where he, he bailed on the where he like two putted every freaking green to uh, give it away to Camp Smith, but uh, he came through for me there too. So it was an awesome weekend. Good start to the what I call the new season because you know once week zero starts, that's the whole new season for me. Well, the start of the year, like the Chinese New Year for me, is uh, week zero in college football. <laughs> Ryan just fucked me so hard there with that Leafs comment. That's not even funny. I was on Scotty Scheffler. I needed him oh, to win. No. I would have won some decent fucking cash. Did you bet him before the tournament? Or yeah, so there was a betway boost, and oh. it was like. Uh, him or Cantley to win or some shit, and it was it wasn't it was only paying off four to one, but I put down seventy five bucks, so I could have won like a decent amount of cash. 
but he decided to just play like a piece of shit and absolutely <laughs> be horrible for the fourth round. And I think he was like two over or three over on the last 18. Absolutely horrible. Um, and he had like a five-stroke lead going into it. So that <laughs> fucking sucked. Um, yeah, other than that, man, that's I haven't been doing that much gambling in the past couple of days. You know, a bit on college football, obviously, on uh, Saturday there, but that was pretty much it. And then I've just, I've just been busy motherfucker, yo. With that being said, we're going to keep this thing all moving along here. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, dude. Jolie touched on it. College football is already popping off. It started. Week zero has officially begun, so that's going. College football experiment. Or experiment what experience? Experiment. Experiment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes it sounds those, like an Those experiment. sixes and sevens for talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way They're that Colby, Colby talks about his uh, college football playoff format <laughs> sounds like experiment to me. Exactly. <laughs> Those guys are popping off, so go check out all the awesome work they're doing there. NFL is right around the corner. Baseball's heating it up. The playoff push is starting to kind of get around the corner for them. Uh, fuck, man, golf's gonna be taking a little bit of a, a little bit of a slower down, but F1's back. NASCAR's still fucking racing cars and shit. So fuck yeah, man, go check out all the awesome shows. Uh, as well, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Get your ass in the Discord, man. It's starting to pick up a little bit. We're getting, we're gonna get this thing going, all right. So if you're not in the Discord, get your ass in there. It's free, cost you nothing. Come in, shoot the shit, have a good time. We might be uh, starting up a fantasy football little league here, just for fun, you know. So come on in there and uh, see what we can do for you. We need some people because uh, these guys are not are not into fantasy football apparently. Because uh, I haven't said. Oh, you are. Okay. I thought I thought, it, I, I thought I didn't like football. No, I thought it was assumed that the hosts were in, at the very least. Like, even if we don't like it, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I, I like football enough. Dude, the one thing I hate the most is free leagues. Fuck that. Put ten bucks oh, in. We're not, the loser has to get a tattoo on his ass. That, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the I almost got a tattoo on my ass once. Totally. Uh, no, it was we'll, a no effects tattoo. It was nothing we'll, we'll fancy. Put some uh, some puck bucks down on that on that. So yeah, like Joel said, we we're looking to do a fancy football league. Check us out in the uh, hockey channel in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. And, and Talon forgot to mention the MLB Gambling Podcast. Baseball is really getting into the home stretch here. Oh, Scheffler leafed it up over the weekend. The Toronto <laughs> Blue Jays are pulling a good Toronto sports team and barely holding on to their playoffs probably right now. So check them Who out. Who cares too. about the Blue Jays? <laughs> Nobody cares about the Blue Jays. This is, this is Ryan's moment, right? Like, he doesn't yeah. care about all the sports we talk about. So he's, he's got to get his, his sport in there. There's going to be some uh, NL and AL September playoff previews coming out there on the website. So keep an eye out for that. And as always, I'm always begging you guys, leave us a fucking five-star rating and review. SG.PN slash hockey for Apple and SG.PN slash hockey S for Spotify. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to get things going on here. A little bit of NHL news to talk about since we last recorded. Nothing too crazy, but we've had a couple things come out. Boys, the Phil Kessel watch has been ongoing on this podcast for throughout the summer as well as in the Discord. We finally got some news. Phil Kessel signs in Vegas. Uh, I don't know how the fuck they afforded him. I know we didn't take a lot of money. It was like one and a half mil or something like that. But it uh, looks like Vegas just doubling down, looking for some good forwards depth. Obviously, Phil Kessel is not the same player he used to be. But the guy can still score, man. Like, uh, Obviously, the first thing that you lose is your feet, your legs when you get older. But one, you don't seldom lose your shot. And two, you never lose your IQ. So Phil Kessel, you know, you might not put all the effort in on the back checks. You might not like to skate and all that kind of shit. But the guy's still going to pop your goals and be a good power play addition for the Knights there. So that's a pretty good signing. Um, he had a quote actually, which is kind of interesting, kind of throws a bit of shade at the Arizona State University Coyotes. 
Uh, Phil Kessel saying, it's going to be nice playing on a team that wants to win. <laughs> that's uh, I think that's a shot of everybody, man. Like, fuck Arizona, fuck management, fuck coaching, fuck the shitty team. And uh, good on Phil. Hopefully he'll like his home in New York or in uh, Vegas. Yeah, it's like a little bit back and forth here for Phil Kessel. He started, no, he didn't start with Boston. I traded Toronto where, you know, didn't wasn't really trying to win. They went to Pittsburgh, was trying to win, went to Arizona, wasn't trying to win. Now he's back on the trying to win side of things with the Golden Knights. Uh, I'm excited to see Talon's boy on, on the team that he just loves to hate. So <laughs> that's going to be fun all season long when he's ripping some power play goals there. We'll see what side Talon's on. But yeah, this is a, a good depth, pick, depth pickup. We, we figured that he'd probably hang on somewhere maybe with not a contender and then get traded but no he found a team that is hoping to be a contender they should be a contender based on their payroll but we'll see what, what ends up happening it should be a, a good fit for phil well i don't think this is really the move the knights need but at only 1.5 million might as well add some more firepower uh their cap situation still is not ideal but uh, they'll get some more goals from him for sure uh, they need to replace those patch ready goals in the power play so uh, in that sense, it's a good move, but uh, altogether, it doesn't really move the needle for me. I bumped him up a tiny bit, but uh, it, it, this is a, a nothing burner. I don't think that he's got the juice that he once had. And uh, yeah, well, he's, he's a good playoff player, too. He's, he's, we saw that in uh, Pittsburgh, but yeah, I don't expect big things from uh, Phil the Thrill. Man, if he's playing first line power play units, like I will be on that uh, total shots per game. It's probably sitting about like two and a half or three and a half for him. So if he's on that first power play unit, I will be taking that almost every game for sure. Um, bit more news coming out of Vegas. Obviously, everybody knows that uh, Robin Leonard is out for the year, I believe. So congratulations. Team doesn't have a fucking starting goalie. These guys suck. They're fucked. So where you go, Phil? You just signed for a team without a fucking starting goalie. But what did they do? Vegas Golden Knights traded for Aiden Hill. Uh, they gave up a fourth-round pick to the San Jose Sharks for him. Boys, do you think Aiden Hill's going to move the needle? Is he going to put this team over the top? I don't think Aiden's going to put this team over the hill, if, if you know what I'm saying <laughs> there. It's it's a, someone to kind of compete there with uh, Logan Thompson and Brasson and all those guys. So we'll get into them probably a bit more deeper here in the Pacific preview. But, yeah, they're going to have to find some sort of stopgap in net or or trade for somebody. Yeah, I think this was the trade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got no like money. A, I think they really are gearing up for Logan Thompson. Uh, Logan Thompson season. They liked what he gave them in the, towards the end of the season. Uh, Aiden Hill just adds a little bit more. Uh, I wouldn't say consistency, but it's just another option <laughs> in that. <laughs> but, it's a uh, name. Yeah, it's a name. It is a name. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Logan Thompson, he, he had uh, some good moments. He was pretty decent in the 19 games he played last year. So uh, they're hoping that he continues that form and, and they can deal with it. But uh, yeah, like Ryan said, we'll get into this later. But uh, their, their defense is not very good. So they'll need some better goaltending than what they got, I think. All right, we're going to keep things moving along here. A uh, little bit of news coming out of the Nazem Kadri camp. Um, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he turned down money to play in Calgary. Um, Nazem actually had a quote here. He tells us that other teams offered him more in free agency, but the opportunity to win now was a huge factor in his decision to sign with the Flames. Uh, Calgary says he's put, or sorry, Kadri says he's put the center depth of him, uh, Elias Lindholm, and Michael Backlund up against anyone in the league. I, 
that's tough for me, bro. Like, these are three great, like, sorry, man, don't get me wrong. Like, Lindholm had a hell of a fucking year. Not enough people are talking about how good he was, but look at who he's playing with, too, right? Like, Johnny Gaudreau helped drive a lot of offense on that line. Um, still, you can't take any away from Lindholm. He's great. Kadri had a great season. Backlund's a solid, you know, solid, steady centerman, so there's nothing wrong with that. But to say this is the best in the league, it, it, it's very well up there, at least top 10, but I don't know, man. Yeah, when I found this for the show sheet, I was trying to think about what, what other center depth is out there. I mean, I don't know if this competes with uh, Sean Couturier coming off a back injury, Kevin Hayes coming off a core injury, and Morgan <laughs> Frost, who's not done anything uh-huh. in the NHL. I mean, I'd put them right up there, toe-to-toe with them. But, I mean, thinking about top three, I mean, you think about top two, you obviously got McDavid, Dreisaitl when they're when they're split up. Um, I, I can't really think of any other three teams. I don't know if Backlund's really that great. He's a great third-line center, and I think Lindholm and Kadri are both good, probably. Yeah. Fringe first-line, second-line center. Not, they don't have anyone, like, elite that you can just put out there and know he's going to take over a shift. I guess Kadri is close to that, or they want him to be that. But good for him for, for taking less money trying to win. You, you, you do want to see that, even though he's, he's still got paid enough. So. Good for the Flames. Good for them to rebuild so quick, or not even rebuild, just get back to to where they're at so quickly after losing Goudreau and uh, Kachuk. Damage control. I actually kind of agree with Kadri there with that center depth. Uh, that is one of the best center threesomes in the league. Uh, when you have Mikhail Blackland as your third center and Lindholm, who uh, was awesome last year as your first center, Kadri was awesome last year as the second center. Of course, we'll see if that was just Kadri playing up in a contract year. See if he can maintain that consistency going forward. I don't think that he'll ever match last year's production, but we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a great, great center threesome there. Uh, but that this is kind of ironic because Kadri turned down a trade to Calgary before for, uh, what's his name? Uh, TJ Brody. Defen- yes, TJ Brody. Uh, and, and I don't know if that was because he didn't want to go to Calgary at the time or just because he just didn't want to be traded period uh and then of course toronto just forced him out to colorado which uh, was good for us uh but yeah it's ironic that he ends up going there for less money too so it turns out he probably didn't mind going to calgary he just didn't want to leave toronto which just makes it sting even more for those leafs fans uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that uh, the calgary turned their season around are there uh in the offseason, I mean, it looked like they were going downhill. We, we talked about this. We'll talk about this again ad nauseum. Uh, but, yeah, Kadri makes them a contender again, especially in a, one of the weaker divisions in the league. See, dude, I don't know about the whole top three or, sorry, top center depth in the league here, man. Like, obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but I think the Leafs' top three down the middle are better than any of those guys. Like you put Austin Matthews up against fucking Elias Lindholm. Like I would give that to Matthews. You put Tavares up against Kadri. That's a little bit closer, but Tavares is still a point per game player in the NHL, maybe a little bit overpaid. And honestly, I would like Kerfoot has better numbers than Backlund and he kills penalties. So like, I, I think a lot of it is just Kadri kind of like talking up his team, which is expected. And they are a good center depth. Don't get me wrong, but like, Best in the league. I don't know about that, bro. Speaking of someone talking up their team, 
your first example is the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I said. If I said I'm not I, saying it is the like, best. I'm saying this is among the best. Okay, it yeah, is I could I could see the argument. Yeah, I think for a, a top three, like they're all very good for what where they're at. Like Lindholm and Kadri are good, great second line centers. Backlund's third line center. They don't really have the wingers that that they have. I was going through the other teams. Like yeah, the Leafs were up there. I think the Hurricanes have a better overall forward depth. I I don't know about. Uh, three centers with Aho, Stasny, and Stahl. But if Stasny can play decently up to his level, that that's a comparable three in the that's Eastern Conference. That's a solid Conference. three, man. Fuck yeah. For They're sure. solid. No, Leafs and Flames are much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player stats, key game statistics, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records from all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. The free roll football contests are here. The college football contest, you can win up to $1,500. And the NFL contest, you can win up to $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. All right. We'll, uh, we'll we'll leave that one on wraps. I'm sure we can get into the, the center depth debate on another show or something if we got to kill some time. But <laughs> um, all right, we're going to jump into our Pacific Division preview here. Uh, obviously, we'll do this like we've been doing it for all the other ones. We'll run through the actual odds to win the division and then we'll go to uh, points, totals, uh, projections, as well as playoff projections. Um, we're kicking things off, man. Edmonton Oilers are leading the way at plus 190 to win the division. Uh, Calgary right behind them at plus 240. Vegas Golden Knights plus 425. LA Kings at plus 500. The Canucks are plus 1,000. Seattle Kraken is plus uh, 6,500. This is where it drops <laughs> off a bit. The Ducks are plus 10,000. And the Sharks plus 15,000 here. Uh, Jolie, we'll go this one over to you, bud. Any, uh, what are you thinking? This one's... I know some of the other divisions we did, it's like, okay, Colorado's going to run away and just win. Like, this is a little bit different. You have some options here in the Pacific. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking that uh, the odds to be pulled from uh, the book is uh, more of a public book. So that's why you get the Oilers at only plus 190. You'll find other books where they're like plus 250, which I think is more fair and a more bettable price. Uh, I do like the Oilers to uh, take over in the West this season. Um, they're geared for it. They upgraded in the offseason. We saw them get much better under, uh, um, man, I'm blanking a lot of names this day. 
you know, the new coach that took over, you guys Bruce Cassidy? No. Oh, no, no. Who am I thinking? I think of Vancouver. <laughs> oh, man, I was singing his praises all last season. Woodcroft. Woodcroft, yes, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, he, he, he he turned that into a real team. Uh, and uh, they upgraded the net, of course, which was their bugaboo with uh, Mike Smith and, and Koskinen. Falling apart in the middle of the season, both uh, injury-wise and uh, production-wise. Well, I like the Oilers here, um, but get a better price in plus 190. They're easy to find. Uh, other than that, I don't like the Knights there. Uh, plus 425 is getting to the fair price. Like they, they were down to like plus 241 point. But, uh, of course, the Leonard injury and uh, shipping them patch already and not, much, not doing much else has seen them plummet. I've actually seen the Kings ahead of them, which is my second favorite bet on this board here. This is actually a better price than what you'll see elsewhere. Five to one for the Kings. I like that still. Um, and yeah, the Flames are really. I think I think those are the three likeliest teams to win: the Oilers, Flames, Kings to win the Pacific. I put a little bit on the Kraken seventy-five to one, just as a long shot. You know, it could be a do for some crazy regression um, if they get some halfway decent goaltending and all the rest. They did upgrade. Uh, uh, in depth anyway in the forward position um yeah that's that's what i like right now have docs 100 to one uh, i bet them to go over their uh win total but uh <laughs> yeah if, if you want some long shots i don't i don't mind that never bet the sharks so they're not winning the shoot yeah i think i'm i think my favorite bet here is the team we just talked about the flames they, they have that center depth we talked about this in the western conference preview how the trade between them and the Panthers was the Panthers maybe winning in the long run, but the Flames are are loading up for for the short term, and they have they have Markstrom in net. They have a solid defense there with with the guys they got with Broden Weger as well. And yeah, we talked about their their defensive depth. They have, they have Shillington on the third pair, Rasmus Anderson, now Hannafin. I think they're at plus 240. You might be able to get a little, little bit better. You can always use our friends at uh, Odds Trader to compare some odds. But yeah, the Flames 240. Also, do like the Kings at five to one, like Joel said. I still got a soft spot for Vegas. Uh, plus 425 might be a little bit low because I could see them going through some goalie troubles early on and those those odds maybe skyrocketing a bit. But I do think they'll have to make some sort of trade for a starting goalie at some point. And for the Oilers, you know, we talked about it. They they addressed their goaltending with Jack Campbell, but if he goes on one of those stretches like he had in the second half or if he gets hurt, they're stuck with Stuart Skinner or whoever else backing him up. So I think that's too short for them. So I would lean with the Flames at plus 240 and Kings at plus 500, given these odds. I'm right there with you guys, man. Like, uh, honestly, for value, I like the Kings here. Like, plus 500, you know, pretty much 5-1. to one. Um, fuck yeah, take that, dude. I like LA. They're a, they're a young team. They're building, and all these young players that we talked about. I think we broke this down a little bit on our Western Conference preview, but these players are getting better too, and it seems like they're kind of growing together, which is pretty sweet. That's what you need, right? They had veteran leadership. They had the Dustin Browns. Obviously, he's retired, but that kind of helps out with some of those kids. And you know, Drew Doughty, I believe, is injured, so he's going to be or missing the first bit of the season. But he's still a guy that can kind of help these younger players learn what it's like to be a pro, right? And Jonathan Quick, he fucking still looked great last year, man. Him and Cal Peterson, they played Unreal together, right? And that's, fuck, we know it's a tandem league now, right? Not everybody can just have a Vasilevsky in there that just shuts the door fucking 82 games in the regular season plus playoffs. So it's uh, they, I'd put that tandem up with the performance-wise against almost any other tandem in the league. 
Um, so I do like the Kings plus 500. A little skittish on the Oilers. I don't know. They, uh, so much of it comes down to Jack Campbell. I'm a, I like Jack Campbell for obvious reasons. Um, but that being said, I'll be the first one to tell you there is a hot and cold man. If he's hot, look the fuck out. You know he's playing absolutely incredible. But if he's cold, he's a little shaky, man. And when he's cold, he's cold as ice. So look out. Um, I do like the Flames though, like Ryan said too. So if I had to pick two, I would be on obviously Calgary and LA. I think all three of us uh, kind of feel the same way about that. Uh, all right, we'll run through the actual individual teams for their uh, projected points totals. First thing here, we got the Edmonton Oilers. Their projected points totals are 103.5. Uh, last year, they actually finished with 104 points. Uh, boys, what do you think? It, it's surprising to me that, that they finished last season over the point total that they're set for this season, even if it, it's only by half a point, because they, they're coming back with the team that basically made that run in the second half with Evander Kane, despite his troubles off the ice, with an upgrade in net with Jack Campbell, with hopefully some sort of cohesiveness uh, on defense or a defensive plan under Woodcroft. So I think this is probably about fair for them. I haven't looked back at what their point totals were the few years before, but I could see this even... I, I would lean to the over here because they got 104 last year. I think the division as a whole has kind of... Maybe got a little bit better, but but stayed a little bit the same. And they, if Jack Campbell can be Jack Campbell, they're gonna win a lot of games and possibly the division. But that's up in the air. I, I wouldn't put a strong lean one way or the other, but I would lean to the over for the Oilers. Right, I'm going the same way there. I mentioned in the, the division odds that uh, I like the Oilers coach Jay Woodcroft. There's his name. Uh, very <laughs> smart coach. He's uh. He's like the next wave of, the, of these coaches, like kind of like uh, he reminded me a lot of Jared Bednar, actually, uh, the way he, the way he talked, uh, just kind of like even keeled and uh, analytically uh, minded. Um, and of course, they they upgraded in that, like I said, Jack Campbell there, assuming he gets back to something of his early 2021 form he fell apart late later in the year he's, he's kind of a mental case uh can't always hold it together uh but in a new spot where i shouldn't say there's less media pressure but maybe a little less than toronto um until you get some guy asking about why he's so pissy why he's so pissy jack <laughs> <laughs> yeah so maybe that's not a good argument but uh still a new location closer to home you know vancouver uh I think he's from Vancouver. That's anyway, American, yeah. is he American? Yeah. I don't well, know. He, he, I think he played the minors in Vancouver or something like that. But anyway, uh, upgrading that can't get worse than Koskinen, who played like half last season, and Mike Smith, who is like a, a genius one day and a monkey the next. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, this team is front loaded. Uh, McDavid and Drysaddle, they're totally geared. They're in their prime. They're totally motivated to win i think they just uh they roll through a lot of these bad teams in the pacific and the uh lower half of the central division so uh yeah i like the over here 103 and a half that's fine with me uh, but i'd rather play just the division plus 250 ish if you can get that um because if they go over 103 and a half they're probably going to win that anyway i don't see both the oilers and the flames um going over that number there well, they might, but plus two fifty's got you got better probabilities there than you do with just the uh, minus one ten for the point total. 
Yeah, like uh, depth is a concern. Defense is definitely a concern. But Evan Bouchard, is uh, he came on in the second half of the season. Expect him to get better, young guy. And uh, hopefully Darnell Nurse recovers because I know that he was pretty injured there towards the end of the playoffs. Uh, but he wasn't very good during the season anyway. But anyway, same old Oilers, you know, all front-loaded, all attack, no defense. So uh, that's what the NHL is turning into based on last year anyway. So they'll be totally adept to uh, take it over. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you guys just said. Like, I I do like the over just because it, it seems low, right? Just for the entire division, you know, 103.5 points. And they're still just going to be eating up teams. Like, San Jose is going to be absolutely horrible. You know, Anaheim's probably not going to be that great. Uh, Seattle's going to be terrible. So, uh, like, th- those are points that are going to be available to grab, right? And obviously, uh, you're betting against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And if there's one thing that we've learned by now, hopefully, it's that you don't bet against those guys. So if you're going to give me 103.5 points, yeah, I'll take the over. You know, it's weird how they only had 104 this year. Maybe the number's set perfectly. Maybe they'll finish like 105 or something or 104 again. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. I'll be on the over. Um, to any Oilers fans listening, I will give you a little heads up here, man. Like, Jack Campbell's good in the playoffs, all right? So at least let it that, let that be known. We've been carving him up a little bit here. So I, I'll give you a little a little olive branch. Um, okay, I'll move down to the Flames here. Uh, their current point total for the season is set at 102.5. Last year, they finished with 111. Uh, obviously, a very different team, uh, both from a player personnel point of view, as well as maybe a style of play. We'll see change a little bit here. Um, I don't know. I still like Calgary, man. I'll be on the over in this all day long. 102.5, are you kidding me? They got the same goaltender. Their defense is fucking absolutely incredible. If anything, it got better with the addition of Mackenzie Weger. And then, yeah, they brought in Goudreau and Kadri. So, fuck, plus you still got Tafoli, Mangiapani, Lindholm. Like, you got Backlund. You got some players there, man. This is going to be a good team, yo. So, this is... If we had a lock for this segment, this would probably be my lock. Like, the same... Or the Flames, 102.5. You should make it your dog and go against one of our locks. So then, 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 then it's a true lock. <laughs> yeah, for real. Eh? But yeah, as I alluded to in the, in the division odds, like I, I love the Flames here. It, this is definitely an overplay for me. I don't think they've gotten nine points worse than they were last season. Uh, they did have the sixth best PDO, so they should regress a little bit. But also they had the third best Corsi for and uh, fourth best expected goals for in the regular season last year at five on five. So they are are playing strong. As you alluded to, Talon, there may be some sort of difference in play style, but I feel like Kadri's kind of an, a, a likable guy. He can come in, fit into the locker room. Huberto can fill that Gaudreau role. And and like you said, they they improved on defense with Uyghur. So I think they got, possibly got better in every uh, aspect there. They got the rookie Jacob Pelletier coming up. Hopefully he can keep it up. He did very well in the AHL last season. So their center depth is great, as Nazem Kadri said. Their defense is great. They have a fantastic goalie. So I don't see why they're not going to go over 102.5, if not a lot more over again this year. So for Jack Campbell, uh, yeah, I was way off with his uh, Vancouver lineage. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking there. It's probably Buffalo, <laughs> is it, or something? No, Michigan, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if you play for the Sioux Greyhounds, so no, uh, I, I course knew that. Did. I was going to say it, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the Windsor, Windsor Spitfires. Uh, so apparently he's got more connection with Ontario than BC. But anyway, Calgary Flames. Uh, yeah, my uh, my numbers here really, really like this team, especially on the defensive side of the puck. Defensive side of the ice, however you say that. Um, we have, uh, 
you know, Rasmus Anderson, awesome player, especially a consistent guy. Offensively, um, Noah Hannafin, he's more of the defensive part of that first defensive pairing. And then you got Mackenzie Weger coming in there from Florida. That That's a great guy to pair with Dorov, who uh, tends to wander a bit. Um, but he can also bring the pressure, the big physicality. And uh, even on the backside, Oscar Shillington, that's with a K, not an S. Um, he's a great player, too. So the, the depth is totally there for the Flames. So the, they're protected from injuries, which is good, because they were one of the uh, the least injured teams last year. So look for that to regress, potentially. Um, yeah, you'll see some Flames injuries. But uh, they have the depth to withstand that. And up front, um, like we said, all those centers, Backlund, Kadri, Lindholm, uh, new new first line. We'll be interested to see what happens there. Huberdeau, maybe Toffoli in the first line. I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess it has to be because you're not going to put Blake Coleman there. Uh, yeah, this team is going to be good. Of course, we got Jacob Markstrom, who is uh, adamant on playing for a contender. So he'll be happy that they haven't tanked. And, of course, in uh, behind the bench, Daryl Sutter. That's the reason why they, they made these moves to stay relevant in the Pacific because uh, he's not going to be coaching forever, and he's not going to be wanting to coach for a team that's tanking. So, uh, yeah, look for him to uh, have another good season. I don't know about the point total. I, I guess I would lean to the over, even though I just said the Oilers uh, you know, win the division and the Flames might not make the point total. But I, if I have to say, yeah, Flames just get over the point total too. So maybe the Bimbe was wrong before. I'm going to say no, I, I think I do lean towards the boys and fans going over the point total. Uh, <laughs> they'll be duking it out. Proper battle Alberta for years to come. Uh, yeah, that that's that's my Flames breakdown. I, the team that uh, a lot of us have gone backwards on. But uh, yeah, I was really surprised to see the uh, how highly I have these uh, guys rated, especially defensively. So there it is. Yeah, you mentioned their forward lines. I could see them trying to split up Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli because just because, as of now, Daily Faceoff has Blake Coleman on the second line. He just seems like a prototypical third line guy you're going to have out yeah. there. So I don't know if they'd move up the rookie Pelletier to the top line, maybe tr- give him some burn up there and and drop down to Foley to have like a more balanced middle six. I I think they'll probably try to figure that out early in the season. And ah, they, they have plenty of, plenty of combinations there. You, you never know. You know, put put them up there with, with a good passer like Hubert. You, you never know what can happen. But He's yeah, left the, winger. They're both left wingers. You can you can switch sides, Joel. Come on, no. you, yeah. And, and yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, got to let a rookie get used to the league before you make him switch sides. Uh, making making use of the league on the new side, and then you're great. You have you have depth <laughs> on that side. If you have Huberto locked up on the left side, you're good. But yeah, but both of these teams had over 100 points, over 104 points last season, so I can easily see them both going over. So don't be worried about that, Joel. You're good. Put, put Magipani on the top line. He deserves it. Okay. I'm a, that. I'm just glad that now we know how to spell Oliver Shillington. Thanks, Joel. Uh, all right. I think we said that like three times last uh, last season. But, uh... <laughs> all right. We're going to keep this thing moving along here. We're moving down to the fucking nerdy pussy ass Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, their point totals are at nine. What? Robin Leonard going to fight me? He's injured. Fuck him. Uh, their point total sitting at 97 and a half, um, as well as something that I kind of got my eyes on here. For the Vegas Golden Knights to make the playoffs, paying off minus 260. For the Vegas Golden Knights 
to miss the playoffs for a second year in a row. Plus 200, baby. You know I'm going to be on that. This team doesn't have a goalie. Go fuck themselves. They're shit. I don't give a fuck if you got Eichel sagging. You can bring back Pavel fucking Datsuk. I don't give a shit. Fuck this team. Plus 200 for them to not make the playoffs. I am on the under for the point total, 97 and a half. You can't win if you don't got a goddamn goalie, all right? Simple as that. Yeah, Vegas is going to be falling off at some point. And, you know, they've had great seasons, or regular seasons at least, 94-plus point pace in, in all five, six of their of their seasons so far, or five, whatever. But, yeah, this is a team that you could see just completely going south this season without having a goalie. I, I've been looking into Logan Thompson's numbers a bit here. He, he played great in the AHL in 2021 and, and 2022, back-to-back seasons there, uh, save percentage 943 and then 920. So you never know how that's going to transfer to the NHL in, in a full-time role. He has a 914 NHL uh, save percentage in 20 games. So that's a good small sample size, but it's going to be really tough for them to have them in net, even with the, the guys in front of them, even with the Jack Eichel, Mark Stone up front. I, I can't say the over here. I can't even say to make the playoffs a minus 260. I'd have to agree with Talon. I'd probably the best bet here would either be the under or to miss the playoffs at plus 200. Yeah, I make this uh, consensus play, I guess, because oh. I don't like the <laughs> Yeah, how pissed is Munaf? <laughs> yeah he should be pissed i mean uh they're trading away all the players that uh that he can never be at- attached to and uh or they're just getting injured and they're just putting on ltir so they can get more players they're gonna get rid of um but yeah this this team has is, is got uh, a big balance issue i mean they're all front loaded the top six is really good there still mark stone uh lynn carlson we got jack Eichel, of course uh but after that, it gets uh, worrisome. I mean, Petrangelo's getting older. He didn't have the best season last year. Alec Martinez, uh, still good offensively, but he's getting older too. Uh, after that, it's uh, Shea Theodore and a bunch of uh, scrubs, basically. Theodore's good. I'll give him that. Theodore's yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. Zach, Zach Whitecloud had a bit of a breakout year, so uh, they got something there. But still, altogether, I don't like the defense. And the goaltending is still a huge question mark there. Uh, I don't think that Aiden Hill is the answer. And they're banking on uh, uh, basically a quasi-rookie, Logan Thompson, to uh, bail him out. So I don't, I don't like the Knights here. Um, <laughs> I got them at, uh, what was it, 94.2 points? 94.9 points. So, uh, yeah, that, that's still under. So, yeah, I like the under here. I like them to miss the playoffs uh, at a nice plus 200. Uh, it's not the best number you'll find, but uh, that's fine. And yeah, like who knows with this team? This team is just going all out, and uh, they're not getting very far lately. Uh, of course, they did have the, the they did have genuine injury bad luck last year, so maybe that'll regress, and they'll that might be a bad thing because then they have to freaking keep guys healthy and they kind of put them on LTIR <laughs> for the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. Yo, how how pissed are you if you're Jack Eichel though? Like honestly. Like you walk up to fucking Kelly McCrim and you're like, really? This is it? Like, you you give me this whole spiel and now you're bringing in fucking Band-Aid and Hill to come fucking fix our end <laughs> your scenario? Like, that's fucked, dude. This guy's never going to make the playoffs in his entire career. That was a good one, Talon. Band-Aid <laughs> Thank you. and Hill. I appreciate it. It's a Band-Aid. You're not fixing the problem. You're just slapping a Band-Aid on it. Band-Aid and Hill. Maybe they All just, right. just load up uh, Phil Castle on hot dogs and put him in net. No? 
<laughs> fuck yeah. Tom Steve Simmons is writing an article about it. He'll fucking put up four. Um, all right, heading on down here. Uh, moving along. We are at the Los Angeles Kings. This is a Kings team that has a lot of upside, a lot of promise. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, their number for the point total is sitting at 95 and a half. Last year, they finished with 99. Um, to make the playoffs, minus 200. To miss the playoffs, plus 170. I don't see this team missing the playoffs. I see them definitely being a playoff team. And as far as the uh, 95 and a half goes, fuck yeah, I'm on the over, man. I It, it worries me because I know last year there was teams like New York, or sorry, the Devils we were kind of all high on, and even the Islanders, uh, and they totally laid an egg. Obviously, the Islanders scenario was a little bit different, and I'm hoping that the LA Kings aren't our New Jersey Devils for this year, but I'm expecting a pretty decent season out of the Kings here. Yeah, I think we're probably all going to be in agreement on this one here. I, th- I I like them on the over. I like them to make the playoffs. I think they added Kevin Fiala. That was big in the offseason. Uh, Drew Doughty, I, I think he might be healthy for the start of the season, if not oh, early on. So that's big for them. Great goalie tandem in Jonathan Quick, Cal Peterson. Um, I'm not going to steal too many of Joel's fancy stats here, but they had the fifth best course of four percentage at five on five in the league last year, up there with pretty much the other playoff teams. Expected goals for in, in the same rating there. It was just their their shooting percentage was I think uh, a league low, if not yeah, league low six point nine seven percent. League average is about eight and a half percent, so that should re- regress a little bit. And, and their save percentage was about league average, so that shouldn't really change too much. So I I think the Kings they get a little bit more goal scoring. Kevin Fiala would definitely help there. I, I love the over and them to make the playoffs at minus two hundred. Another thing due to regress uh, would be their injury luck. Like they had terrible luck with the injuries, starting with Quentin Byfield in the preseason. He missed uh, almost the first half of the year. So uh, look for him to uh, develop further. Like, what was he, third or fourth round pick, second round picks, or not round, second overall pick, third overall pick, something like that. And uh, he showed some promise towards the end of the year, scored some nice assists, a few goals. So I like him to develop further and improve this offense, which was struggling last year. They 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 couldn't get much going because, of course, they are geared towards the defensive side of the ice with a puck, however you say it. And uh, uh, getting Kevin Fiala should help with that to uh, 33 goal score from last year at the Wild. Uh, I get some more production there. And interestingly, I just noticed that uh, Adrian Kempe is rated as a like the bottom of the barrel defensive player and he's on the first line that's i haven't seen that yet so that's interesting um so hopefully he plays better defensively than last year (laughs) um uh, but he's a good player too overall uh and then yeah we got uh annette jonathan quick cal peterson pretty solid tandem there they both played about uh even numbers uh quick getting a bit more games but uh both solid goalies. Uh, there was another point I was going to make, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, this team is basically like uh, uh, the Pacific Division version of the Stars. I, I have them basically right at the number, actually at 95.2, but I like them to go over anyway because I do think that they're going to have some positive regression, get some more goal scoring, and uh, hopefully keep up the same level of solid goaltending. Uh, and the defense, I like them to stay healthier this year, and that was a big problem for them towards the back half of the season. And uh, I like the coach to Todd McClellan. And yeah, give me, give me the over here. And I like them to possibly be a dark horse for the division. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. 
they just passed 4 million users. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under game on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans in their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to different fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And now, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official Sports Gambling Podcast Network NFL Survivor Contest. Make sure you hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store is going to the winner. So make sure you sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. For Run Your Pool, the home of competition, it's where you can get every sort of gaming under the sun. Make sure to join us there at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, keeping things rolling here. We're moving down to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, The Canucks, their number is currently sitting at 92.5 for a season point total. Uh, Minus 130 to make the playoffs, plus 100 to miss the playoffs. Uh, Last year, the Canucks did finish up with 92 points. Boys, I I think I talked about this on the Western uh, preview we did uh, a few weeks ago. I kind of like Vancouver a little bit this year. I think we're going to see a drop-off of some of these teams that are in the West. Um, Obviously, we talked about it. Uh, Golden Knights, primarily the one from the Central here, but a couple that were in the... uh, um, Sorry, that are in the Central, actually, instead of the Pacific. Uh, Like I said, I think, you know, Minnesota's going to struggle. So some of these teams that maybe were Sherlock's for playoffs this year aren't exactly sure... Or last year aren't exactly Sherlock's this year. And I think that's going to benefit a team like... uh, I seem like Vancouver here, man. They're offensively, they kind of got a little bit better too. They got some more depth, and you know, they bring in guys like obviously Ilya Mikheyev and you know Andre Kuzmenko. We'll see how he does this year coming over the KHL. Even a guy like Vasily Podkolzin, man, like he's in the second year. He, he had an okay season for a rookie. He wasn't anything to kind of write home about. But if he can kind of find his own in the NHL, he's still only 21 years old. Offensively, they're a great team. If Elias Patterson can just fucking start burying pucks, man, like that would help the cause. It'll be interesting to see what happens with JT Miller. 
Defensively, they're a little bit suspect. Like Quinn Hughes is obviously fucking awesome. They kind of bit of a drop off after that. But they got that fucking monster Thatcher Demko in that man. He's actually so good. Like not enough people like yeah, people talk about how good he is and shit, but like he's fucking sick, man. So I'm expecting to have it see a decent yard of the Canucks this year. Ninety two and a half. I'll be on the over and you know, I'm probably not gonna bet it, but if I had to place a bet, yeah, Canucks to make the playoffs, minus one thirty. Outside of, of this team's defense here, I'm not seeing really a reason to go against the Canucks whatsoever. I mean, they've last season after Bruce Boudreau took over, they went um, 32, 15 and 10, which is, I believe, 74 points in 57 games, which is on pace for 106 points over a course of 82 game season. Obviously, they won't live up to that quite quite there. So but Talon went through everyone they got. They got they got Demko and Nett. They have the good young core. Pedersen got better under Boudreaux after a horrible start. They got Besser, Horvat, JT Miller still there. Uh, they have good good depth guys. They brought in brought in a few guys in the offseason. Kuzmenko, um, Kaev. Only really lost to Locke, which isn't really a huge loss given the fact that Demko should start most of their games. So I, I could see the, the Canucks making the playoffs here. Minus 130. I like that. I like the over. And... You know, going back a bit, I don't mind them ten to one to win the division. You no, know, if this, if the Oilers kind of fade a little bit with Jack Campbell and the Flames can't really live up to it, you know, throw a flyer on that. I, I like the Canucks a lot, and I'm excited to hear how Joel is going to talk me down from that. Halak <laughs> was fucking terrible, man. I mean, the only time that he showed <laughs> up was when I bet against the Canucks, <laughs> and then he uh, stood on his head. I mean, every time uh, he came in, he was he was pretty bad. Other than those. Uh, Tons of bet on them. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is a weird team to judge because we don't know what's going to happen with their best defensive player, J.T. Miller. Uh, he's a, He was dynamic last season, of course. Um, and he's looking for a trade, apparently, or the Canucks are looking to trade him, get some value because they're not going to be contending this year, so they might as well get some value out of him. So it's it's tough to call what happens with him. They might wait till the dread, trade deadline, get a little bit more uh, value from more desperate teams. But, and of course, it's that tough for the contenders to fit him under the cap right now because it hasn't gone up at all. One year left on his deal, though, so they could retain at least. Mm-hmm. So they got options. No, this is last year, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So they could retain at the deadline and still that way they're only paying or the team that acquires them would only be. What's oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same so, salary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like two and a half million bucks. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah. could do that. But uh, yeah, it's a big question mark right now. But with him in the lineup, I have him basically at this number, 92.2. So slightly into the under, but it's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, Kuzmenko's another uh, another gamble. We'll see all these Russian guys coming over do. Some of them work out, some of them fail completely. Uh, but I do like his offensive upside, especially in a Bruce Boudreaux offense. Yeah, Vasily Puskolson could take another uh, jump forward, another offensive player. Like, this this team is the team that I'm going to be betting over on. I know we, we love Thatcher Demko. He played 64 games last year, which uh, is oh. rare these days. Yeah, I usually just see bullies playing 50-something games. Um, so, But that's because they have fucking Halak behind them. Um, <laughs> and Spencer Martin, actually, the rookie guy, came in, and uh, he actually had some some decent games, too. So he's back, and Demko up there. So I like the goaltending tandem for the Canucks. Defense is uh, pretty brutal after Quinn Hughes. I mean, Quinn Larson is a shell of a former self. Kyle <laughs> Myers is... Uh, <laughs> a shell of a former self. Kyle <laughs> Myers is, might as well be a... Might as well 
just be a giraffe on ice. Might as well be me out there. There you go. <laughs> Travis Dermott is okay, I guess. But not good, not good. Uh, uh, but, yeah, they're the, this is going to be an over team. That, that's what I'm seeing right now. So, uh, yeah, this team is 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 left with the the leftovers of the Jim Benning era, who uh, didn't know what he what he wanted to do. So uh, this will be a purgatory team for a few years, I think. All right, moving things down, keeping her going. We're getting to the bottom barrel here, boys. Uh, next we got here the Seattle Kraken. Uh, point total numbers at 81 and a half. Uh, they're paying off plus 340 to make the playoffs, minus 450 to miss the playoffs. Last year, they finished with an abysmal 60 points. Does this team have 20 points in them here, boys, or 21 points? What do you think? I, I don't think so. This is a team I, I really want to kind of be able to like here, but it's just it's just too high. 20, 21 and a half points higher than their last season total. And you know, last season they had the league worst PDO, but that's largely because of having a horrible uh, second league worst save percentage at five on five. And they didn't really do much to remedy that. They still have Grubauer as their starter. They have um, Martin Jones as a backup now, who <laughs> I, I know firsthand did, did not do very well with the Flyers with the poor defense in front of them. You want to like this team. You think they're going to be a team that's going to be able to put something together in, in the next few years, but I, I don't see eight one and a half points yet. I was looking last at last season's all the teams that got over that point total. The Islanders had 84, Jets had 89, Blue Jackets had 81. I don't see the Kraken being on that same level of those teams from last season. So I think they'll get in the 70s, even the high 70s, but I don't think they'll get there. And if you do think they'll get there, just take it and make the playoffs at plus 340. You know, maybe they'll mm-hmm. sneak into a wild card spot and you can uh, cash in on that down the road. I mentioned in the last episode that uh, these hockey markets are getting a little more smart, a little more uh, efficient, a little more smart. That's not a word. It's not a phrase. <laughs> a little smarter. <laughs> a little smarter. Not the Vancouver market, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said uh, that the Blues, that would be a number we look to take the under on because of how they uh, maybe overperformed a bit last season, especially with their uh, shooting percentage, power play, stuff like that. Uh, and this would be the opposite. I was hoping that the Kraken would be in the high 70s maybe. I could take the over, but 81 and a half, that's about right where I make it. I got them at 82.6, so it's not enough for a strong play. Uh, but I do like them to be better than last year. I mean, there was a historically bad goaltending performances from both Philip Grubauer and Chris Dreger. So uh, they, they just can't be as bad as that. They, it's impossible. Um, so even if Martin Jones started every game, he would still more often than not play better than uh, either of those guys. That's just how it works. Um, and of course, they're bottom. I think they're the worst team in terms of uh, PDO. So that uh, that's like save percentage and shooting percentage. And uh, that stuff tends to regress. You get a few more lucky goals, a few more lucky saves, and that results in a few more lucky wins. Uh, but 81.5 is about the right number, so it's uh, tough to call. I don't know if plus 340 gets me to the window to bet that, to be bet them to be a playoff team, but I guess I'll say a slight lean to the over. That's all I got for this team right now. I'm looking to... Uh, Looking to go back to the well with the unders in this team because uh, a lot of unders were were ruined by the freaking shitty goaltending. So I'm going to go back to that well and hoping for just a bit better goaltending and get some unders because this team does not have a lot of goal scorers, but they do have a, a generally consistent defensive team. Uh, 
Um, who's their coach? Uh, the defensive coach, ex Flyers guy, Dave Haxtall. Dave Haxtall, there Come it on. is. Uh, yeah. So uh, he likes to play a defensive style, conservative. So uh, yeah, give me unders in game in this team. Dude, 81 and a half points for Seattle. Like, I don't even think they're going to score 81 and a half goals next year, man. <laughs> I think this team's fucking shit. I think they're going to be absolutely horrible. So I'm definitely going to be on the under here. Uh, I'm not going to be on the plus 340 for them to make playoffs. I like. I think it's going to be another tough goal. I think it's going to be a tough couple years for the Seattle organization, man. They didn't get the kind of the, the boost, the bump, the jump, the Vegas got fresh out of the gate. Um, their actual what was it, the lottery draft or expansion draft, whatever they call it. It was, it was pretty questionable at best to say, uh, to say the least about it. I think we're going to see fucking GM Ron Francis shit hammered driving a car without a wheel, like Marshawn Lynch in two years. That's how fucking stressed out he's going to be. All right. So I got, I got nothing but low hopes for this team. Um, excited to see how Shane Wright goes. Maybe he'll have a decent year if he actually ends up playing. Um, but other than that, man, I got zero reason to watch the Seattle Kraken next year. Two more, two more things. Uh, Andre Burakovsky, uh, great, great player on the offensive side. Bit dumb, very bad defensively, uh, but he's <laughs> he's, he's got a he's got a great shot, good skating. So I uh, look for him to score some goals, help them up there. And Oliver Bjorkstrand, great two way player, uh, got them for cheap in Columbus. That was a, one of the best deals of the summer. And I uh, look for Matty Beniers to have a the second year leap. He was I think the third or fourth overall pick the year before. So, uh, yeah, look for those guys to improve. I think this team will be more competitive than last year, for sure. All right. Um, we'll keep moving. Not hard to be more competitive than 60 points. Um, all right. We're going to keep things going here. We'll move down to the Anaheim Ducks. This is the Hockey Gambling Podcast, Anaheim Ducks. group. We had some fun with them last year. I think we're going to have some fun with them again this year. Uh, their number is currently sitting at 80 and a half for their point totals. Last year, they finished with 76. Uh, they're plus 500 to make the playoffs, minus 800 to uh, to miss the playoffs. It kills me to say it, boys, but I I think I'm going to be on the under in this Ducks game, man. Like, it seems like every year it's the same thing. They start out kind of okay, but then they just end up riding fucking John Gibson into the ground, man. Like, he's one of those guys, again, that, like, Jolie kind of touched on with Demko, who plays around 60 games a year, and he's been doing it his entire career, and... Uh, you just can't do that in the NHL anymore unless you're like a Vasilevsky or a fucking freak of nature. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna be on the under 80 and a half. They got some good young talent, and it'll, it'll be fun to watch and see, you know, what those kids go out there and do. But uh, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll find a way to bet them in individual games. But as far as any of these, I'll be uh, I'll be on the under. You know what the issue was with the Ducks last year? It was going into that fake Olympics break at the at the end mm-hmm. of January. They had a had like a 90 point pace going into that. Then after that, they were on like a 50 point pace. So it was really a tale of two seasons for them. And they had a lot of young guys, you know, maybe, maybe hit a wall a bit. You had Zegers there. You have those guys that are, that are kind of growing into the league now. But I, I think there is a case to be made for them to make up those, what, five points to, to get over the, over the bump there of 80 and a half. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but adding Ryan Strom, adding Frank Petrano, those are two good middle six guys. Jamie Drysdale on defense is going to be a year older, a year better. John Klingberg, nothing great, but he's a guy to add in, in the bottom four. Still have uh, Troy Terry up there. Still have Adam Adam Henrique. And most importantly, still have John Gimpson in net. And even if it comes a time where they're going to trade him, 
Anthony Stolarz, I don't know if he can be a starter in this league, but he's shown enough where he can show up on certain nights as a 1B or maybe even a, a split 1A, 1B type where he can put up some good numbers. So I, I don't know if this is the quacks inside of me talking, but I'm going to have to go with the over. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Anthony Stolarz there. That, that's a, a key key part of my point here. I think that uh, Gibson has been worn out by this team depending on him too much, getting no possession of the puck and having all the play in the defensive zone. And he, and he just he can't take a lot of action. I mean, we've seen him get injured so many times. I mean, even when he's not injured, it just looks labored. Like it takes like four seconds to get to his feet sometimes <laughs> when he's, he's taking the puck uh, out from his own crease there or just going down. Um, Stolar's there. He's, he's been one of the better backups last year. He played in uh, about half as many games as Gibson. I think they'll trust him more. He had uh, actually a better save percentage than Gibson did and a better goal saves above uh, average. Goal save above expected. So uh, he had better numbers than John Gibson. That's a, a big part of this team because they don't have anything defensively really. Uh, you can make a list of all the guys that uh, you don't want defending your net, and uh, you'll, you'll find Cam Fowler, John <laughs> Klingberg, Kevin Jattenkirk, Jamie Drysdale on the short list. Uh, look for Jamie Drysdale to have a, a second-year bounce, too, by the way. And speaking of second-year players, uh, Trevor Zegers, after getting a full year under his belt, we see those guys hit a wall, like Ryan said, uh, late in the year because they're not used to playing so many damn games. Um Mace McTavish coming into the league, we saw him have a a massive year with uh, oh, with the uh, Hamilton's uh, Hamilton team. <laughs> I don't remember their name of the team. Sea Dogs. Those are the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. There you go. Thank you. Wow. Look at Ryan coming up with the uh, oh the OHL. Fuck yeah. I know some. I know, I know some. Right, right. Right. Matthew Strome played on the Hamilton Bulldogs. Right. There you go. Yeah, so uh, he impressed me too at the World Juniors, best player of the tournament. I don't know who's, who won the actual award, but it better have been him. Uh, um, the save of the tournament, save of the tournament's history. Uh, <laughs> and the final game there. And Ryan Strom's a nice pickup too, uh, especially offensively. So, yeah, again, this is, this is going to be a fun division, man, because all these teams are fucking, uh, except for the Flames, they're all, and the Kraken, I guess, all better going forward than they are defending and, and then in net. So uh, I like a lot of goals in the late night games here. Uh, it's always fun for chasing. Um, yeah, like that. This this is a team that I've got. Uh, what do I got here? I got the Ducks to go 82.6 points. So that would put me over this number. I got them at over 77 and a half. I can still find that out there. So I recommend that bet. I like the Ducks this year uh, quite a bit. All right, we're going to move down to our last team here. Oh, fuck, this, they suck. It's the San Jose Sharks. Their total points set at 74 and a half. Um, last year, it looks like they finished up with 77. So that number did move down. Uh, and we're not going to read it. They're not making playoffs. The Sharks suck. This team's, team's fucking horrible, man. So uh, and, and they're in shambles. They show no sign of getting better either. They got that... Uh, who do they got? They got fucking Kapo Kakinen. It was a sick name, actually. Kapo Kakinen. And that fucking nerd James Reimer, the Shermanator in net. So do that what you will. Uh, I think they're going to be horrible. I'm going to be on the under. And maybe... Oh, it's so fucked. Because you can't say this is a team tanking. Because, like, obviously Eric Carlson's pissy about all that shit. But, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's not pretty. It's ugly in San Jose. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, Tomas Hurdle and Logan Couture were thinking signing long term with them right? recently. Like the Sharks, we've talked about every other team in this division. They've pretty much all gotten better or, you know, have the chance to get better, especially the, the last two bottom teams we talked about, the Kraken and the Ducks, the Canucks even too. And the Sharks, this line is two and a half points less than what they had last season. I, I see them falling off quite a bit. You know, they traded away Brent Burns. They added a lot of just just depth pieces in there to try to fill out their roster. Yeah, I don't think they're tanking. Like they're they're probably going to finish towards the bottom, but they're going to get 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 enough wins where they're going to get above the top three or five picks. So, but yeah, the the under here has to be the play under seventy four and a half points. They really just have one line, maybe two lines, and then the bottom six are just guys going to be thrown out there and not really going to score too much. And on defense, there's really not much to, to look at there to guard the net. And in net, Kakanen, great name. James Reimer can maybe have a good start or two, but you can't rely on those guys for a full season. So I, I'm definitely going to go to the under here for the Sharks at 74 and a half points. Absolutely, and I think that they uh, are tanking. And if they're not tanking, they should fire their uh, their new GM there. Uh, what's his name? The first black GM. They should fire him too if he doesn't want to tank because this team sucks, and they should want to get better as soon as possible. Uh, we got Eric Carlson here. Uh, he might not want to tank. Shit. Dude, these contracts are fucked. I, I just looked at, at this? I just looked at Eric Carlson's contract again. It's five like, more years at eleven and a half million dollars. Mark Webber right? Velasic, four more years at fucking seven. That's gonna he's take like him forty eight years 40. old. He's thirty five, <laughs> and it'll take him till he's forty. They fucking they're still paying Martin Jones two and a half million dollars against the cap because of a buyout that's going to continue to 2027 at least it drops down to 1.6 like they're playing they got dead fucking cap space on brent burns i guess they retained 2.7 mil for the next three years like th- this is fucked this is the most fucked up team in the entire league like you're that, fucked that's the key that's why i think they're tanking right the fact that they're retaining on brent burns who still has a lot of stuff to give and uh, they're taking on money. So uh, that's the number one sign that a team is not willing to win at the moment. I mean, of course, they still have some nice players. Tim Meyer, Thomas Hurdle. Uh, of course, Carlson still has some juice. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, is that, like, if to me, that's a trade target at the deadline for any contenders. Timo Meyer. Yeah. He's going to be an RFA. He's got $6 million on his deal. They can get one year left. They can retain half, $3 million. The team that gets him still gets his RFA rights. Now, it's going to cost an arm and a leg. So maybe they are tanking, man. Just fucking tear it down. But even they then, should. you're fucked. They should. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, this this team, I was all over this team. i I, I got to correct myself. I had over 78.5 for the Ducks. I have under 77.5 for the Sharks. Uh, so I'm, I, but I still like under 74.5 for the Sharks because uh, they're going to be the worst team in this division, I think, with a bullet because uh, they're, yeah, they're going to be like putting guys in LTIR, arresting guys, mm. playing their backups, putting the rookies in, bringing guys up for the minors. They're not going to want to win games. And uh, of course, trading everyone to the deadline. So, uh, yeah, I don't see this team uh, competing in many games this year. Dude, that's, I'm sorry. That's ugly. I didn't realize it was that bad in San Jose. They are in trouble. I'm um, at 68.4, by the way. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. That uh, that wraps up our uh, our coverage of the Pacific Division right there. Um, Kind of some cool stuff to look out for, man. You know, like, excited to see where the Kings go. Excited to see, you know, exactly what happens with the Canucks, even the Ducks. 
you know, maybe the crack can get a little bit better. Obviously, the Battle of Alberta is going to be sweet. Will we see regression from Vegas? Maybe we will. Maybe they have enough firepower to battle through it. It's like Joel said, it's going to be one of the funner divisions to watch just from an offensive uh, point of view uh, this coming season. Um, all right, guys, that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else you want to add or are we good? Take that as we're all good. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, that's the place to be at. We listed it off there. We're finally getting there, bro. College football's on. NFL's right around the corner. Uh, all the baseball guys, especially one certain baseball guy out there in Philadelphia, is getting ready for a playoff run or something. I don't know. Philly's in playoffs, maybe. Um, NASCAR's doing it shit. F1's back, baby. It's, it's fucking sick, man. Sports are fucking awesome, and it's going to be a good couple months coming up here, so be ready for that. And go check out all the content at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And, of course, shout out to all of our fucking friends and pals in the Discord. Get your ass in there. We talked about it. The fantasy football thing will be pretty cool. A uh, bunch of other shit, too, man. So uh, we're going to be putting all of our picks in there once season kicks off. Like, it's going to be like Slack last year, right? So get your ass in the Discord. It's fucking sick. It's going to be a great time. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Yeah, get in the Discord there. It's, it's, we're going get to it, get it going once the season gets closer here. And the fantasy football should be fun. Yeah, of course the Phillies are in the playoffs. I, I need something, or they should be making the playoffs. I need something to distract me from the Flyers when they, when they start. So hopefully I can focus on the Phillies and then just the Flyers will just be a, you know, just a, something on the side to care about. But I know I'm going to get way too invested again. It's going to suck. But yeah, <laughs> make sure you check out the website, check out the Discord, and leave us a goddamn five-star rating and review, uh, sg.pn slash hockey for Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to hear a more in-depth analysis of uh, Toronto's royal child, Morgan Frost. <laughs> um, all right, uh, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Martin. You can find me forgetting team names, player names, coaches' names <laughs> all season long. Yeah, at least you know how to spell them, though. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.